It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app. You are Locked On Rams, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Travis Rogers here. You are listening to Locked On Rams, and well, that was uh, something else last night. Uh, <laughs> if if judging by the phone calls that came into the Rams postgame show last night are any indication of people's passion for football in L.A., then this, then this is a, a very, very good sign. Welcome to the show. Um, I, of course, host the Rams postgame show on ESPN LA, and I, I can't. I don't know if it's the best job or the worst job when it comes to covering an NFL football team, and that is taking phone calls from the fans immediately after an incredibly disappointing performance, and we got to experience that last night in LA. All right, so th- there's a lot to get to. I, I want to start with, I don't know if this is, rose-colored glasses or, or whatever it is but I'm gonna start with something that I don't I don't know if it's positive but let me just let me throw this at you last year opening night Monday Night Football the San Francisco 49ers hosted the Minnesota Vikings and kicked their butts all right they kicked their butts Adrian Peterson looked terrible Carlos Hyde for the 49ers looked really good the 49ers looked like a quality football team and the Minnesota Vikings looked like they were absolutely hopeless. 49ers 20, Minnesota 3. How did that game end last season? Or excuse me, how did the season end last year? That ended with the 49ers, one of the worst teams in football, and the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs, and on the move to bigger and better things. Okay? I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with the Rams. What I am saying is that that's what happened last year, so there is a precedent. There are so many things to get into on this one, and we're going to get into some of them today. Obviously, we have an entire week's worth of podcasts that we need to cover, and we will get into a lot of these things. But I want to talk about three things on today's podcast. I want to talk about effort, I want to talk about offense, and I want to talk about quarterbacking. Those three things. The rest of the week, we'll talk about the defense, we'll talk about the coaching, we'll talk about the offense, uh, specifically offensive coordinator Rob Boris. A lot of things to get into right there. So let, let's start with the effort. Okay, let, let's just start with that. Let me, let me read you the, dra- the Rams drive chart and how they ended. Eight plays, punt. Three plays, punt. Three plays, punt. Six plays, interception. Five plays, punt. Three plays, punt. Then the half. Second half, three plays, punt. Three plays, punt. Four plays, punt. Five plays, interception. Three plays, punt. Nine plays, turn it over on downs. And, of course, the end of the game. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 drives that resulted in zero points, that resulted in two interceptions, one turnover on downs, and nine punts. Nine. Okay? I'm sorry. A great deal of that comes down to effort. A great deal of that comes down to what you've decided you're going to be as a football team, what you are going to have as your identity. 
in every single team that's good in the NFL, they have an identity. Not all, They all, don't all have the same thing. Some teams are a passing offense. Some teams are a run-first offense. Some teams are defensive-oriented. Some teams are minimizing mistakes. Some teams are a risk-taking offense, and they're going to throw everything at you and try to get you off balance and see what can happen there. But they all have an identity. And what is the Rams' identity at this point? I, I don't know because I don't even know what was going on out there last night. When you look at what was happening, early in the second half, or excuse me, the second quarter, early in the second quarter, there was a cutaway to Jeff Fisher who was standing on the line. Jeff Fisher is a highly respected NFL head coach and a, a, a good one. I don't know if he's a great one, but I think he's a good one. And he looked like he just watched his dog get run over by a street sweeper. He looked despondent and resigned and completely defeated. And that was in the second quarter. And look, maybe they caught him at a weird time. But then you look at the play on the field. The offense was moribund. The offense was absolutely uninspired. They couldn't get anything going. They were getting dominated up front. They were getting dominated defensively. And they couldn't get any sort of push for Todd Gurley. Very hard to do when there are nine guys stacked in the box, which we'll talk about in one minute. But everything about their effort was lackluster. The one time that they seemed to have some sort of emotion, some sort of fire, they came out in the second half and the defense looked much, much better. I thought that Alec Ogletree settled down in that middle linebacker role very, very effectively. He looked really shaky early. I thought he was much better in the second half. Again, remember, that's a new position for him, and he's coming back from an injury. He looked like he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off early. He settled into that role. But the only real big emotional moment for the team was Aaron Donald completely losing his cool, completely coming unhinged, back-to-back personal fouls, touched a referee, gets kicked out of the game, according to that new rule in the NFL, with true personal fouls result in an ejection. And then after he finds out he gets thumbed, he slams his helmet to the ground in front of a stadium full of people, and it just looked like, yeah, that. It looked like that. And this is supposed to be one of the leaders of your team. This is the guy that everybody else is going to be looking towards. And I think that ultimately he's going to grow into that role. But clearly the Rams are lacking leadership. And clearly the Rams' effort last night was was missing. And I can't figure out why. This is a team that has expectations. This is a team that was making its debut in a new city. This is a team that is... All about new, fresh effort, new, fresh city, new, fresh everything. And an opening night, a game that you've been looking forward to for months, you come out there and that's the performance that comes out of you. It it was shocking, quite frankly. Look, if you would have had your crystal ball and told me before before the night started, the Rams are going to lose this game. I would have said, okay, yeah, maybe. I, I could see where they could lose this game. That's fine. I mean, I, yeah, all right, fine. That they're going to lose 28 to nothing to the San Francisco 49ers who were quarterbacked by Blaine Gabbert? I don't think I would have thought that. I don't think I would have thought zero points. I don't think I would have thought that Blaine Gabbert, who, by the way, looked horrible for most of the game, was going to be able to come out and have a very easy time against a team that we all thought would be pretty good defensively. Now, here's the rub. This is one game. They have Seattle coming up this weekend. It's one good football game away from everybody saying, yeah, that Monday night game was pretty weird. But it also was a very sobering moment, and I keep coming back to the effort. I keep coming back to the preparation. I keep coming back to everything that falls on the coach, and I didn't see it last night. I just simply did not see it last night. It was a very, very disappointing opening night for the Rams. And, And really, quite frankly, 
an incredible way to welcome Los Angeles back to the NFL because that felt a lot like the Rams team that left back in 1994. That felt a lot like a team that people don't really need to come out and see. And this is a weird place. This is a weird place where if the team isn't good, if the team isn't competitive almost right away, people are going to check out pretty quickly. They need to get that fixed. The effort. Look, they could lose a bunch of games. That People will understand that. It's a new team. It's in transition. But that effort, that discipline, that professionalism, that needs to be brought and fixed very, very quickly. All right, now it's a good time for me to remind you to go check out the other shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, you've got Vinny Iyer with his Locked On Fantasy Podcast. He's going to be able to help you with all of your fantasy questions. Matt Williams has got the entire league covered. Go check out Matt Locked On NFL. And, of course, Laker fans out there, Locked On Lakers with Anthony and Harrison. Plus, if you're a fan of any other team in the NFL, we got everybody covered. we got the entire NBA covered. So go to the Locked On Podcast Network and you go find what it is that you're looking for. All right, let's go on to the second point here. Let's go and talk about the offense. There's not much to talk about. We talked about that drive chart. They had 12 drives, nine punts, two interceptions, and one turnover on downs. It's about as bad as you could be. And the Rams offense specifically couldn't get going. And you think, think about it. Their offense on the ground, nowhere to be found. Todd Gurley, who is probably the second best running back in football behind Adrian Peterson, had 47 yards on 17 carries, less than three yards a carry. That is awful. I will also say this. I don't think it's his fault at all. It, I mean, it's his fault. He, he put up the, the, the numbers, I guess. But what are you supposed to do when there are nine guys on the line of scrimmage? There are nine guys up front. Steve Young said something I thought very interesting during the telecast last night, that the San Francisco 49ers were playing a, a defense that was literally something out of the 1980s, that they had one safety over the, over the top, and that was it. They were basically daring <clears> – <throat> basically daring Case Keenum to throw the ball. They were saying, you you cannot do it. And guess what? They were unable to do it. Case Keenum, 17 of 35, 130 yards, two interceptions, averaged 3.7 yards per completion. 3.7. I'm sorry. The whole point of this, the whole point of this is to figure out whether or not you have a passable NFL quarterback to compete during the season. Otherwise, you got to play Jared Goff. I want to get to that in a second and stick with the rest of the offense. Is there a third wide receiver on this team? Is there somebody else that is on the roster whose job it is to, um, to line up opposite Kenny Britt? Because I don't know who it was because I didn't see him on the field last night. I know that Brian Quick, somebody named Brian Quick, is allegedly on the team. Where is he? Does he do anything? Do they even look at him? Is it that hopeless? Or I, I know Farrell Cooper was hurt. I know he was unavailable last night. But it's that bad that you can't even look at that side of the field? Kenny Britt had a couple of nice catches down the field. He was really the only one that put up any sort of numbers. He had four catches for 67 yards and looked okay. But he's Kenny Britt. Tavon Austin was nowhere. Four catches for 13 yards. Three yards per catch. Three. Three. Okay, and that when you look at it, that's because he had what was it, ten targets last night? Ten. And, and, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about that other than that's completely unacceptable. Tavon Austin is supposed to be Deshaun Jackson, and they keep throwing him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. It's simply not going to work. They have to find a way to get that guy involved in the offense. He's the guy making the money. He's the guy with the speed. He had the one nice return that was pretty interesting. But other than that, they kept trying to force him the ball, bubble screens, jet sweeps. It was really difficult to watch because it was laughable. 
the 49ers, and again, it was the 49ers. It's not like this was the Patriots or the Cardinals or the Seahawks. It was the 49ers, not the Steelers. And they couldn't get in. For now, go ahead, run it again, run it again, run it again. There was just absolutely nothing there for them. Tyler Higby, who I had hopes for, only had one catch for two yards. The, the offense was nowhere, nowhere. And, and I'm sorry, brings us to the third point. This is where Case Keenum and Jared Goff and I guess Sean Mannion at some point need to have a conversation because this can't be the way that this goes. It, it, it just can't. But before we get into the quarterbacking conversation, I want to remind you again about FanDuel. How did you guys do this weekend in your first week of FanDuel? It's only week two. We're getting ready here. A couple of days away. Thursday night game coming up here in just a couple of nights. Make sure that you get that ready. Week one, eh, went into one of my 50-50 leagues. Didn't go my way, but that happens every once in a while. Absolutely loved it. Party, you know why? Todd Gurley killed me. Thanks for nothing, Todd Gurley. You know FanDuel, fantasy football for everyday fans. New contest starting every single week. No busted season. I lost. Whatever. It's going to happen. you got to move on from there. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score in real time. All sorts of different contests, too. New contests for beginners only. Uh, gives you an opportunity to compete against guys that are an equal skill level all. You can pick one of your friends, go head-to-head. You can try a 50-50. I like those. The top half win cash, and you can play in larger tournaments as well. This week's Sunday Million Dollar Contest is paying out $2 million with $200,000 to first prize. It's fun. You don't have to spend a ton of money. You can play for as little as a buck. You can play for more than that if you want to do it. Go check it out. Go try it in week two, but you got to use my promo code LORAMS. Go to FanDuel.com, click on the Join Now button, use the promo code LORAMS. That's FanDuel.com, promo code LORAMS. That is a void where prohibited. Have all the fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. All right, which brings us to the last topic here of the day, and that is Case Keenum. Jared Goff did not look good during the regu- to, during the exhibition season. That goes without saying. He looked, quite frankly, below average. Case Keenum looked okay. That was a real football game last night. That what, what have we been saying since the beginning of this podcast, since the beginning of training camp? I need to see what this Rams offense looks like when Todd Gurley's out there, when Case Keenum's out there, when Tyler Higby's out there, when Tavon Austin is out there, right on down the line. Then we can start to evaluate whether or not Case Keenum is the guy. Well, and again, I understand it's one week, but it was so bad. It was so difficult to find anything positive. And I, I don't want to sound flip when I say this because I don't mean it to be that guy. I don't mean it to just be dismissive and negative after one week. I'm not trying to do that, but Jared Goff could have done that last night. There, there, there's no scenario where Jared Goff is worse than that. And you say, well, what if he threw four interceptions, four picks? Well, fine. So you lose 56 to nothing. What's the difference? It's the, it's the San Francisco 49ers. This is not a good team that you got painted by last night. And if this is how it's going to go with all of those pieces together, and I understand you have a locker room of players that you need to make sure are committed to what's going on and you can't throw in the towel after one game, but you get Jared Goff some reps very, very quickly because that that Case Keenan performance, what are we doing here? Jared Goff could have given you that, and at least at this point, if Jared Goff had delivered that performance last night, you know what we're saying? Hey, look, he's a rookie. It's a work in progress. Yeah, he didn't look very good. Give him some time. He's going to get better week after week. He's going to get better in week two than he was in week one. It's going to be an experience. It's going to be a a bit of a steep learning curve, but we're not. That was with the best quarterback that is to offer, and Case Keenum is 
probably only going to get marginally better than he was last night. Just a very, very disappointing effort all around. A disappointing performance from the offense, which was completely uninspired. I mean, could could you have had a more conservative play call? Did you know how many times they threw the ball down the field? Once. One time they took a shot down the field. And you can say, well, the quarterback can't get you there. The wide receivers aren't anything. You at least got to give it a shot. If every single guy on that defense knows that nobody's running 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, it makes it pretty easy to defend. I could cover Kenny Britt for 10 yards. Well, maybe not 10, maybe one. Maybe not one, but you get the idea. It's still something that has that is, is, is got to change, and it's got to change very, very quickly. Just an, an incredibly disappointing opener to the season for the Rams. 28 to nothing. They've got the Seattle Seahawks coming up next who are going to come in ready to go. The Seahawks, Pete Carroll's return to the Coliseum. Russell Wilson, everything that comes along with the Seahawks are coming in, and you've got one of the best teams in the NFL coming into your building as opposed to playing one of the teams that everybody assumes will be one of the weaker ones in the San Francisco 49ers. It just touched the tip of the iceberg this week. We'll get into Rob Boris and his play calling. That's going to come up tomorrow on the podcast as well. The NFL season is off and running. The Rams off to a bit of a slow start. A bit, a bit. Just 28 to nothing and... Nine punts and 12 drives. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 15 more to go. It'll only get better from here. We'll talk to you next time on Lockdown Rams. I'm Travis Rogers. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.